2: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about an awesome partnership we've got going on with AEG. They are presenting Burt Kreischer live at Red Rocks Amphitheater Wednesday, September 8th this year. He's joined by Mark Normand, and to get your tickets, you need to do it now. All you need to do is download the Red Rocks app before your visit, which you should already have by now. But then you can go check out Burt Kreischer. Get your tickets. He's a stand-up comedian actor writer and host who performs to sell out crowds across the country man people just rave about him here in the dnvr office say he is so funny so you need to get your tickets because that show is coming up in the next month head to the red rocks app today and grab your tickets to see bert kreischer with mark normand on september 8th at the best venue in the world holy cow If you go to Red Rocks for anything, film on the rocks, a concert, a comedy show, you will have the time of your life. So make sure to check them out and download the Red Rocks app to go see this comedy show presented by AEG Live. All right, Dre, let's hop
0: into the show. Number one for the one and all. break brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end come and join us ddnvr we are
2: dnvr welcome 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 into the dnvr broncos podcast on this terrific tuesday edition i'm your host Zach stevens joined by my man Andre Simone and before we hop into the show with some pretty big-time news. Got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Because over at MSU Denver Online, they are the new urban online university with learning outcomes equivalent to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But MSU Denver mastered this art before the whole world was forced mm-hmm. to go remote. Mm-hmm. So they are the place to go for this. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Dre. My What man. is up, my friend?
3: Not much, just uh, just a busy Tuesday. You're just busy, a, busy around here. Busy
2: yeah. Tuesday, May, or, or Dre, we just got finished doing some bets, which Phenomenal we talked song. a lot of Broncos. In fact, we talked some Broncos quarterback battle, and shocking, we're gonna talk Broncos quarterback battle today. Whoa. I know everyone out there is very surprised <laughs> to hear that, but today we actually got some news. Practice itself, weak, boring. A walkthrough. Mm-hmm. It was a weak walkthrough. That's what we had. And the reason for that is the Broncos are on their way to Minnesota in mm-hmm. 28 minutes, Dre, I believe, is when the flight takes off. So they're on their way to DIA wow. right now uh, and on their way to Minnesota for joint practices tomorrow and Thursday, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. So today, mm-hmm. kind of a Friday practice, Friday during the week mm-hmm. practice, which mm-hmm. is a walkthrough. Then mm-hmm. you really only talk to Vic after, and that's what today had. But it did have some news. Drew Lock is the Denver Broncos starting quarterback. For this week's preseason game, Teddy Bridgewater will be the starter in week two. Dre, Drew, starting quarterback, first preseason game. What do you think? Um,
3: I think they want to have this figured out by the third preseason game. Mm. I think it's, as your scoreboards have indicated, far too wide open to be leaning one way or another. And so they just wanted to get it out the way. We're going to divvy these up cuz right that's the news. It's kind of two-part news. Yeah. It's that. Drew's going to be starting the first one. Teddy will be starting the second one. Right. Exactly. Um so you know if we if we bury that subheader a little bit, it sounds like <laughs> bigger news than it actually yeah. is. Um, so yeah, they're going to go even Steven and I'm not sure it really matters what order they started. It's
2: like, know? I'm talking to a uh, Vic Fangio here. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you said the even Steven, oh. he even said that Vic wanted to kind of just get it out of the way. When he was asked, he paused longer than he really ever pauses. And in his mind, I could just see him going through, should I tell him now? Should mm. I wait? Should I let the drama unfold throughout the week? And he right. thought, well, Screw it. I'll tell him now. Drew's going to start. And he said it. You know, he didn't try to make it big-time news. And then when circled back about why Drew's the starter this week, he said it's the same reason he started training camp. And the reason for that was uh, that Drew's just been here longer. He's he's the incumbent. He is trying to downplay this as much as possible. But, Dre, my question to you is, do you think it's true? Do you take Vic at his word saying that this means nothing or should getting the first snap of the off season should the f- getting the first snap of training camp should getting the first start of the preseason and mm. also working with the ones more than Teddy will this week should that mean something more
3: you'd think it should and yet if I were to put my tinfoil cap on I feel like they're kind of like let's let's get drew's first touches out the way in kind of a nervous way in a way like it's uh it's almost a task hanging over their head oh yeah because they have to do their due diligence they have to give the young guy with the greater potential all the chances right okay um and get that out the way when so purely my theory, if you were to give truth serum to Pat Shermer and Vic Fanjo, they'd be like, yeah, I'd rather just groom Teddy to be our starter because he fits what we need to do this season and groom Drew to be our backup.
2: So I don't disagree with what you just yeah. said. I think that's some good truth serum. Why not do that? Both of their jobs are on the line this year. Why are they playing this game?
3: Right, and then the other part of me thinks, like, do they like being in a QB competition? They don't. They hate it, right? They, yes. they totally hate it. Yes. Um, You have you who are with them every single day have no doubt about their hate for the QB competition.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Vic, Vic uh, <laughs> likes to watch defense. In fact, Natani right. Muti was getting some snaps at right guard Get on Sunday uh-huh, during the uh-huh, scrimmage. Uh-huh. The, the first team right guard. And I asked Vic after practice, why uh, is Glasgow hurt? He said, no, we're just getting moody reps. And I said, well, how did he do? And Vic said, to be honest, I wasn't watching him. Vic Fangio cares about the defense. He wants to be asked about how good Patrick Sertan is, how these backup linemen, he doesn't want to be asked about the quarterback every day. So I think you're right. I actually, I don't read too much into Drew getting it. Here's where I would have read a lot into it, is if, let's say, Drew started training camp, and now Teddy's starting the first preseason mm. game, then the same logic doesn't apply, and he right. couldn't fall back on that. So I think it's smart that to keep this as small of a story as possible, which it's impossible to do here in Broncos yeah. country, Vic. You, yeah. can, you can't minimize the quarterback position. <laughs> right. It's smart for him to just keep it consistent and then uh, – we can't really pick holes at what he's saying, especially because Drew hasn't run away with this job yet. Yeah. In fact, the quarterback scoreboard uh, shows that it's a, it's a tight race, but that it's not Drew leading the race. Mm-hmm. And I I do think that they're comfortable falling back on Teddy being the starting quarterback mm-hmm. come week one. They're going to give him the start in week two of the preseason, but come week one of the regular season, I think they're more comfortable saying, if Teddy doesn't take all the reps with the ones, we feel more comfortable with him getting the start than with Drew. And if Drew doesn't do well in this first preseason game and just a couple series he's going to get, it's going to be easy for Teddy to run Mm -hmm. away with it Mm because Teddy is going to go up against mainly the second team, Minnesota Vikings defense. You would think he could do pretty darn well. And on top of that, Teddy's going to not only be going up against second-teamers, he's going to be going up against his former team, a former mm-hmm. team with a, just a very right. weird background there where they traded up in the first round to get him. They loved him, and he actually didn't leave on bad terms at all. Right, He, he left right. on great terms, just a, a terrible, unfortunate injury, but he's going to want to light up some of his former teammates. He's going to want to show the Vikings, Instead a Case Keenum? You should have put me in. In that playoff run, you shouldn't have let me go. You shouldn't have let me go and then signed Kirk Cousins. So, Teddy's going to have every opportunity, I think, to do really well. And then, Dre, if he does better than Drew this week, there's going to be the legitimate discussion of, okay, Drew was going against ones, Teddy was going against twos. However, if Teddy then comes out next preseason game where he is already given the start... yep and balls out against a bad Seattle defense, man, if the coaches are already going to be leaning Teddy like I think they're going to be, they're going to have every opportunity to say, all right, Teddy, you're running away with it. So in my mind, the way this actually may play out is that it could give in a weird way it could give the Broncos an opportunity to just roll with Teddy uh-huh. if if that scenario plays out.
3: That's really interesting because in a sense by making this decision with seems very ho-hum pro lock, right. they've just accelerated everything.
2: Right. Exactly. And Dre, something else with this, I asked Fangio, okay, he cause Fangio came out and said Drew's starting this week and Teddy's starting in week right, two. Right. So I asked him. What about week three? I mean, you have a plan for week two. Do you have a plan for week three? And he said, haven't thought that far. That's what I expected. Yeah. But what he told us there was the quarterback decision is not going to be made within a week from now, which yeah. I hate. I yeah. can't stand. Yeah. Because, and, and why is he making this decision already? Unless he's going to ready, he, he's ready to call it for Teddy in a week from now. But what he told me by saying Teddy's going to start week two is that they are not going to decide. Drew Locke as a starting quarterback before the second preseason Mm. game. They may decide that Teddy's a starting quarterback before the second preseason game. I still don't think they're going to do that, but this timetable on when they're going to make the quarterback decision is just going longer Mm. and longer. Not only do I hate it, at the beginning of training camp, Vic Fangio was the one that said, I want this decision made as soon as possible. That's the best thing in an ideal world, and we're not living in an ideal world, I guess.
3: So has no one taken the bulls by the horn? Is that the problem here? No
2: one has. No yeah. one has. Teddy was pulling away at at last week, not big time, sure, but he had stacked up in 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 our score scoreboard book. He stacked up five straight wins. Yeah, and then Sunday, Dre or, or Drew, Dre, Drew, Drew, mm-hmm. Dre <laughs> comes out. I mean, you're pretty much you look just yeah, like Drew, essentially.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, he comes out and wins the days. And now these next three days. Uh, three of the next four days, two joint practices yeah. and a preseason yeah. game. One of these guys could almost run away with it. And the reason I say almost is I just don't think Drew can run away with it right now because of what Vic told me this morning.
3: Interesting. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, it's just the calm before the storm. Yeah. Because this is very much the calm. Before I mean, the, storm. the the floodgates open uh, as far as the evaluation at the quarterback position With these scrimmages, with these practices, uh, with the preseason games and everything. Yep. I mean, now we're going to have much more concrete evidence on where to lean and what to do.
2: Yep, exactly. And a game scenario. We're going to see, okay, uh, everyone said the Drew hangs in the pocket, holds the ball long, maybe a little too long. We can't tell. Because if Bradley Chubb or Draymond Jones is going to sack one of the Broncos quarterbacks, they just run by him. Mm. And sometimes the whistle blows, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Drew steps up and maybe he gets away from him. You can't really tell. On Saturday, we'll know because he and Teddy will either go to the ground and get sacked five times or they'll avoid it. And Drew's mobility will say, okay. You know what? Yeah. He can hold the ball along a little bit longer yep. because he's mobile and because he can avoid these guys. So right. it, him holding the ball too long in 7-on-7s seven isn't as big of a deal. It, it's going to be a great evaluation for us. And we have an idea of how long these guys are going to play. I have good news for you. Preseason football can sometimes be very boring. Yeah. Preseason football can sometimes mean nothing for Anyone that's really going to play it down for the for the team that season? Yeah,
3: like Cowboys, Steelers, Hall of Fame. yikes! Oh, that yikes. was brutal.
2: Thankfully, the Broncos did not play in that game this no, year. No, no.
3: But They're happy about that. One.
2: This preseason game is going to be juicy. Dre, I got mm. the feeling from Vic today that we're going to have at least three quarters of meaningful football in this first preseason game, which is not always the case. Sometimes you see one series from the starters. What Vic Fangio said today was, we haven't decided exactly long how long these guys are going to play. And then he was asked, you know, how long? And he said, well, you know, sometimes a series goes three and out, so we don't want to put a number on the series. But then he was asked, so are you thinking Drew for one quarter, Teddy for one quarter, and Brett for the second half? Right. And he said we're going to play those guys longer than you just said. So what that says to me is at least a quarter and a half for drew, at least a quarter and a half for Teddy. Right. And then maybe a fourth quarter for Brett. So always fun. That makes a a pretty good game for us to watch Dre.
3: Yeah. That'll be really fun to watch. And then uh, against Minnesota's backups, presumably.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to think with Kirk cousins, Dalvin cook, Uh, Justin Jefferson, that these guys, they don't need to play that much. Yeah,
3: you'd think they'd all rest.
2: And so Vic was also asked, so is Teddy going to get any time with the first team? And Vic said, well, it may not seem like the first team, but he's going to be working with first team guys. So to me, what that says is he may not get time. He's not going to like swap out with Drew, in and out with Drew, Mm -hmm. but they may keep Lloyd Cushenberry out there. For a couple of snaps with with Teddy in the second team group, they may bring. Ah, they're not going to bring Cortland Sutton out there. Maybe Jerry Judy works with him uh-huh. live for for a little bit. So we're going to see a little bit of crossover. Okay. Okay. But I think they're really going to wait until next week against Seattle in Week Two to let Teddy truly work with the first team.
3: Man, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see uh, see how everyone looks. And yeah, you're right. It's going to come down to live reps. And it really is going to come down to how well they can manage pressure and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it really is. That's going to be a huge thing. And then also when the pressure is there, are Drew and Teddy making the decisions where they've thrown multiple interceptions in training camp? Or is Teddy still slinging the ball downfield when he's in a competition? Is Drew finally slinging the ball downfield? He did it on Sunday, and that's what won him the day. It wasn't by being a, a check down guy left and right. Now, he came back the next drive ended a bunch of checkdowns, but they were successful. Checkdowns yeah, are not yeah, bad. Right. But if Drew's going to win this job, it can't just be checkdowns. Pretty much same with Teddy. Now Teddy yeah. can win the job by just doing checkdowns, but something that'll pull him away these next couple of days is being good and smart with the ball, but then also hitting a couple of deep passes to yeah, show that to yeah. show that you can bring that threat.
3: Yeah, it's uh it really comes down to both ability to kind of throttle that line of uh you know that knowing when to pick your spots
2: exactly so it's all about knowing when to pick your spots Dre, we talked about this and, and you really picked my brain about this on bets earlier yeah, today and yeah, i want to yeah. pick i want to pick your brain DraftKings right now has the broncos quarterback odds mm-hmm. drew lock favorite plus right. 100 right teddy bridgewater slightly behind at plus 120 and then you have any other quarterback to be the starter week one at plus 350 what do you like there
3: yeah i've been leaning heavily teddy and uh your qb scoreboards and your guys reports from camp haven't really changed that for me um and you know i i really liked bridgewater coming out of college i really liked bridgewater my my hot take at the time was that Bridgewater was going to be a better quarterback than Manziel. Um, and you know, he could, you're right. His deep ball accuracy, which as much as we talk about Teddy's deep ball, that was one of his better traits coming out of Louisville, but he just wouldn't go past the numbers. So, you know, he could throw the deep ball, but it was very much condensed in the middle of the field. Um, and then he gets that injury. And I think that's limited kind of his ceiling on a play to play basis, you know, but I, I like the guy a lot, and I think um, you know if he can do anything close to what we were seeing with the Saints. Right. Um, geez, this team could be winning double-digit games, and maybe even threaten to get a couple Ws in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure we've totally seen that from Bridgewater, and I, you know, I I wax poetic about Sean Payton and his ability to adjust the quarterbacks. Um, and as much as I like Pat Shermer coming in, I you know, there's some adjustments that need to be made for yeah. him to, to show that he can tailor his offense to some of these quarterbacks. Um, and so I just think Ridgewater really kind of fits the identity of game manager for a defense first kind of team that the Broncos are setting up and that they've kind of worked to build since Vic Fanjo became the head coach. Um, and yet it's undeniable that, uh, Drew Locke has a more upside, you know, but, mm-hmm. And Drew's growth, those first five games as a rookie were so in, was so encouraging. Yeah. So it, much hope. It really seemed like he unlocked some stuff that was ah. holding him back at Mizzou. Yep. Um, and uh, last year we saw those old, you know, bad habits come back where he's trying to do too much and he's playing hero ball and he's not, you know, it's again, finding that balance between knowing when to take your shots and when to just take a sack or a punt or something um and you you know when that happens with guys heads you wonder how do you get it back
2: Mhm. Yep. how
3: do you get that confidence and that that balance in your decision making back and especially in a quarterback competition that can be so hard
2: yeah it can
3: because you're trying to make more you're trying to impress more but You know, you got to do some little a little cost analysis on every play of like, well, is this play worth taking that risk for? Right. Can be hard to be too much of a gambler, which I think is what's gotten Drew in trouble.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. You're certainly right, Dre. And one thing, because you're so good at watching the film and breaking all of that down, what gives you confidence that Teddy can be more? of the guy he was with the Saints 2 years huh. ago, 5 and 0 oh, nine touchdowns, two picks as opposed to the guy last year where he was just uninspiring, you know, 15 touchdowns, right, 12 right. interceptions. Uh what what gives you or what doesn't give you confidence in that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I um I think that's basically a 50 50 pro- proposition that we're looking at and it's really couldn't come down in a lot of ways to the team around him and how Teddy's used, you know, um, I think the onus is really on, on Shermer to utilize both him and Locke to the best of their abilities and adapt uh, the scheme and the, uh, the playbook to him, you know? And I mean, it wasn't a bad offense. It wasn't certainly bad play callers in Carolina a year ago. But it's different from the kind of yak opportunities you had from guys like Alvin Kamara and the crew at the Saints there. And that was a defense first team. So, you know, the Saints, when Teddy took over, it really was. You just need to do be more of a game manager and we've got you from here. Right. And, you know, when the defense can carry most of the load. I mean, we've seen it in Denver. Then you can kind of patch an offense up and figure it out. Yep. But you need that, that defense to carry the load, and Carolina couldn't do that.
2: And that's what the Broncos are supposed yeah. to do this year, yeah. right? I mean, right. not just Vic, but what Pat Shermer did for him. Yeah. I mean, his first signing, Ronald Darby. His first internal uh, thing that he did, bringing back Shelby Harris. Right. Then he goes right. out and gets Vic's guy in Kyle Fuller, and then he adds to that in the draft by using the first overall pick on Patrick Sertan. That's exactly how this team is supposed to be, and I think that's how Vic Fangio is going to see it in the end. That's why I like those plus 120 odds a lot on Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater. It's not the sexy thing. It certainly may not be the best thing for the future of the organization for five, ten years from now. But in Vic Fangio's mind, who is making this decision, Dre, Got to be the best thing in his mind, and that that's just mm-hmm. why I personally don't read a lot into yeah. Drew starting this week. It's what Fangio's done, I think he's played that tremendously well. Vic has about really not making a big deal of it, and he's he's played it well. Uh, and Dre, I love this conversation, we have so much more to talk yeah, about, but yeah, before yeah. we get to all of that, I need to get your Draft Kings sports book pick of the week because Dre man mm. I saw something juicy on Draftkings last night yeah. and after our conversation on bets I feel even better about it I Wait love it what me. I found tell me and be honest you can uh-huh. you can punch me in the gut if this isn't good the <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh-huh. to go six and O in the NFC South plus 500. Wow. So, they got two games against Atlanta. They've got two games against New Orleans. And they've got two games against the Panthers. I'll tell you now, they're winning the two games against the Panthers.
3: Yes. Yeah. And I'm, then not, a I'm not sure believer. which
2: one's tougher. The Saints?
3: I think it's the Saints, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. But then when we say that, who has a better quarterback? The Saints? No,
3: I mean the Falcons by a mile. That's for sure.
2: But then that mile—how far is that from what Tom Brady and, and the Tampa Bay offense is? I mean, I feel like that if if the Falcons and Matt Ryan are a mile, I mean, are are is Tampa Bay like ten miles?
3: Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, really, if I if I didn't respect Sean Payton as much as I do. But plus 500,
2: why not? Right. And that's that's why, why I love not? it. I mean, why not? Uh, I think I, I view this as like even odds, and I'm like, well, maybe not. But the, the plus the 500 juice is what gets me.
3: Mm, exactly. Exactly. Even though mean, the Saints, plus 500 juice. Come on. You Saints can't turn did that get,
2: uh, The Saints did get Tampa Bay last year, but that was with Drew Brees. So give me the plus 500. I love it.
3: Great. I did not expect this. Very nice. Very nice, Zach.
2: You have anything up your sleeve? Um...
3: Gosh, I mean so many of the ones we just talked about. Yeah. I'm going to say Chase Young to lead the league in sacks <sighs> yeah. plus 1800.
2: It's a this is a great one. And if you didn't check out bets today, make sure to check out bets yes. because I love yes. it was it was an all football uh podcasts great. and video so make sure to check it out because dre and i dive into some awesome things he mm-hmm. found some great ways mm-hmm. uh to to win some money and find some great values so i'd highly yeah. recommend it. i'm
3: big on a lot of second year players jerry judy props feel yes. hot justin herbert is being undervalued crazily wow. chase young markets seem very uh very reasonably priced let's say so yeah keep your eyes out on second year players it appears the market's undervaluing them a little much.
2: Which is kind of crazy. We're not yeah. talking about – we're not even talking about second-round picks, Dre. The three guys you just mentioned, Trey or, or uh, Chase Young, second, second overall, overall yeah. pick. Yeah. Jerry Judy, in most people's eyes, the best receiver in one of the deepest drafts ever. Yep, exactly. And uh, Justin Herbert, the fifth overall – sixth, sixth o- yep. overall yep. pick. And uh, I was wrong about Justin – And I have apologized to him and (laughs) admitted that I was wrong. I did not think he was going to be good coming out and he's totally proved me wrong. So I'm all behind all three of those guys. Unfortunately for the Broncos.
3: You and Tom Telesco, though, are close buddies. Yes, exactly. You've watched the Senior Bowl together many times. I've apologized to Tom. As as long as Tom's (laughs) in, like, no problem.
2: (laughs) And speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, you got to get in on the deal that they've got going on right now. Here's what you have to do to get in on the college football season. Here's how you do it to get in the center of the action. Bet just or, or put any... New player in the center of action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on a college football game, that's all you have to do, Dre, is bet on college football to get $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just bet it on any college football game. There are so many coming up. I can't freaking wait for Saturdays and Sundays to be busy, Dre. So head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Also, make sure to check out Bets, where we tell you the best Mm, bets that are on DraftKings Sportsbook. Dre, you and Ryan and you and your guests, and you are on fire been doing well. I mean, you guys are batting over 66% right now. It's incredible. Crazy. It's incredible. So you're in the money if you listen to bets. And, of course, you bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. So head over to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and bet on a college football game, and you'll turn $200 into free bet credits 100. using promo code DNVR. For a limited time only, Only DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
3: I have a lot of fun looking at Henry Chisholm just talking on the phone. He's waving at us, just walking around the bar. Henry, Zach, me, the whole crew. You can find all our stuff, thednvr.com. We've got a bar. You've probably heard of it. If you're a member, you're going (laughs) to get outstanding deals, foods, beers. My sister visiting from Italy got to hang out Saturday during the UFC fight. Mm. She's like, man, that beer was huge. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, because I like – Put it on my tab. You got a member size beer. <laughs> so, enjoyed ourselves a strawberry sky. It was phenomenal. We have all sorts of great events. You get right now. Use the code Camp Twenty Twenty One. That's gonna give you access to all of Zach Mace, the whole cruise content for an entire year. And on top of that, for fifty nine eighty eight, you're getting a sixty dollar gift card to come to our shop, dmvrlocker.com, Get yourself anything you want on us with the price of the subscription. So really, with the subscription membership, I should call it, you get two two free items that are paid for itself. The value, $120 value for what you pay, $59.88. You're supporting the whole crew, local journalism. We get you these pods out every single day, all the written content, the QB scoreboard. We've got Justin Henry out at camps, Buffs, Rams. We've got baseball heating up. We've got the whole Nuggets crew out in Vegas covering the summer league. You just can't miss out on all the stuff that we're covering and all the great stuff that we've got coming up on the new uh, in the new year, new season. Um, People are like, it's not a new year; it's uh, the beginning of August. To me, <laughs> when Broncos season's around the corner, it might as well be a new year. So use code Camp 2021 and come to the DMVR Bar. Sign up to join in on one of the fantasy leagues we're doing. Become a member, get on our member-only discard. We're offering fantasy football parties. Bring your yes. your crew, come out and hang. Reserve a spot. Uh, email us at gm at the DMVR Bar com. Check all the info out online. Um, yeah, you just won't be disappointed.
2: I mean, you won't be disappointed. you got to come here to hold your fantasy draft. Not only the perfect environment, I mean an awesome sports right, bar. Right, come on. But the deal that we've got going, bring you and 10 of your friends who are drafting, and you'll get not one but two free pitchers of beer. Do what Dre said. Email us to set that up. Two free pitchers, a beer. All you have to do is hold your draft at the best place possible, so make sure to do that. And, Dre, we've talked about some pretty darn good deals that we've got going on. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can beat beat this deal, though. Our friends over at Ball, I'm talking about Ball Arena. I'm talking about that company that now is the name of the Nuggets and the Av Stadium. They want to pay you. They want to pay you. To work for them, and they're doing some awesome things over yeah. there. They've got yeah. a 400-person yeah. plant in town at Golden, adding to their line capacity there to help create aluminum beverage sustainable cans. Because Dre, last year they made over 101 billion cans. Hundred one can you believe that? I mean I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. And they want to yeah, add to what they're doing cans. because a really cool thing that they've got going on is seventy five percent of the aluminum that they've created in their history is still in cycle, and they're all about sustainable yeah, and keeping I mean, it going because they make a lot, but they want to make sure that they're helping the world as well. So they, they just do it the right way there. Yeah. And my aunt started working at Ball just a couple months ago, yeah. and she said, Yes, I kid you wow, not. And that's she incredible. says, Not only do they do things well, but they treat their employees well yeah, too. I believe and that. so mm-hmm. that's what they do over there at Ball. And so here's how you can get a job you can check them out at hashtag work at Ball online, and you can play to one of their positions at their aluminum can plant by texting GOLDEN, G-O-L-D-E-N to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. All right, Dre, before we get into some other things, the comment section is popping off, so I want to get into some comments here, uh, specifically any questions that anyone may have. Kale, do you have some questions for us from the fine listeners?
1: go look through did uh, i put you s- mean look you at, did i look have not how seen. much
2: this is popping honestly,
1: honestly it really is it boring. is popping but it is a, a lot of fighting about teddy versus drew oh, oh. that's <laughs> not what's
2: up with that
1: guys come on a <laughs> um,
2: about-
1: couple people asking about um the play calling last year and how that affects things headed into this competition i guess Well, in a nice way of putting it, Dre, you talked about it a little bit about Pat Shermer.
2: Who does who benefits more with with Pat? Is it Teddy? Is it Drew? Who do you think works better?
3: Well, to some extent, they've both worked with each other before, right? Um, Yep. The thing about. (sighs) Shermer should be a phenomenal play caller for Drew coming from that oh. Andy Reed tree. Yep. Um, he's a guy, one of the early OCs to really kind of bring more college concepts to the pro game. And uh, big reason why Sam Bradford had one of the all, you know, very successful rookie season under him with the St. Louis Rams at the time and kind of converting some of the early, spread stuff. And I mean, we saw it with him as the OC under case Keenum, more RPO, more play action, a little quicker stuff. Daniel Jones, they're running a full RPO college style offense, really taking advantage of his athleticism and what have you. Um, so his resume suggests and his past experience suggests that he can absolutely adjust an offense to have a few more, um, modern concepts that are going to fit drew better and also um you know a few more tricks that are going to make it easier to to process the the play pre-snap and it's going to make it more of a one to two read half field type of thing you know right which is going to simplify on a younger player who's processing a lot trying to catch up to the game speed and everything um and can just you know read read a couple defenders make two decisions right um and then you're able to kind of unlock
2: ah, you that did natural again.
3: talent yeah yeah i did <laughs> and then now we can really okay all of a sudden we can hunt a few more big plays and we can do a few more things that we wouldn't have done otherwise um and geez we keep, keep doesn't it feel like we keep hearing the same stuff about oh he's not picking up on the verbiage and we're not picking up on the offense as much so instead of them adjusting to Drew, it's more, you know, we'd rather you adjust to us.
2: Right, right, yeah.
3: Um, And so there's a bit of a stubbornness. But I- I'm sure that's not just out of the blue, you know. It, when Because, right. again, Schirmer's shown a willingness to adjust to other quarterbacks. Yep. So there's maybe something that's missing for Drew to really – uh empower them to say okay we look this is our guy we just need to adjust some things so that we can roll
2: with him." right right yeah a, a, a yeah. great breakdown there dre uh kale any more questions yeah here?
1: we got a bunch more coming in now uh how many sacks do you guys predict for Draymond jones
2: He's been a monster. I mean, the God, expectations me so coming excited. into training camp, Dre, was everyone thought he was going to have a breakout season. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the ceiling for him coming yeah, into yeah, training yeah. camp was so the expectations right. were sky high, uh, and he has absolutely lived up to that and more, in my opinion, with his play. Just on Sunday during the scrimmage, he bull rushed Graham Glasgow, a vet, just yeah, took yeah. him to the ground, and Graham not only got taken down by him but then had to reach down and pull him so he got a holding flag oh and God. Draymond still would have got the sack on drew lock in my opinion he that's just that just sums up how good he's been um
3: games can be closer so teams aren't nursing a lead and running it on the broncos in the second right, half right guy like draymont's just gonna take off
2: and he said this offseason 10 sacks I, I just, outside of Aaron Donald, I hate putting double-digit sacks uh, on so an interior so guy. I'm going to say, though, seven and a half, which would still be monster.
3: No, tw- you could be Akeem Hicks and have five and a half, but yeah. still be like an absolute world destroyer.
2: Uh, Malik Jackson, five and a half in Super Bowl 50 mm-hmm. year, and he just got tons of money World,
3: Well, Malik Jackson is a great comp. I think of Malik Jackson, Derek Wolfe, Justin Simmons garrett bowles guys who they're like okay i mean he's definitely good enough to be a starter in the nfl but i'm not totally convinced and then they get to within that contract year yep yep. yeah things just take off yep it's not even just a con you know it's like sometimes it takes three four years to get like your sea legs under you and draymond draymond's a guy i graded out as a first round uh talent back when i, I look just a huge right believer. About that, believer well he's got a breakout though i mean he's got a breakout can now. we we've been waiting on him for a minute <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> can we talk about that defensive line that ohio state had because there was three years in a row where that exact position that draymond jones played they went draymond jones nick bosa for three straight years they went draymond jones to nick bosa to chase young in that position on that defense that was insane
3: yeah and i mean when bosa went down draymond had to kind of step his game up and do a little more pressuring from
2: the middle and stuff like that
3: it's really huge Yeah,
2: yeah yeah and he looks like a beast right now all right next one coming in from our friend hey duke he says here's a question who has the most to gain in Minnesota outside the quarterbacks? Ooh, that's great. I like this. And this is kind of our transition to this segment. Right? Yeah. And we'll hit a couple of uh, position battles right here. Who has the most to gain outside of the quarterbacks? Who pops to your mind?
3: I mean, really, in a lot of ways, to me, the most interesting competition outside a quarterback, there are more wide open ones, but it's, It's how all the cornerbacks are going to stack up. Yep. Um, So, you know, I think guys who haven't played as much the last couple years will probably be asked to play more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think guys like Bryce Callahan, Sertan, are going to have some big chances. Yeah. And, like, if I was Ronald Darby, I'd be a little concerned Mm. for my long-term
2: viability and Denver. Very, very fair. Now, crazy enough, outside of Sertan, he has the longest contract oh, and the most guaranteed money of, of any of these guys, it's which crazy. is just so weird in the secondary. And I'm going to pick up where where you uh, left off right there because I agree that the cornerbacks are going to be spotlighted a ton this week, especially mm. the rookie. What What's Kirk Cousins going to try to do to him? But I honestly think they're going to lock in on four cornerbacks this entire season. I think Dime is going to be their new base. I think it's going to be the future of the NFL. Teams are going to try to get four good cornerbacks. So that means that linebackers come off the field. And that means you can't have four cornerbacks and two safeties on the field and two linebackers. And not just who gets that linebackers or who's going off the field, but I think Justin Sternad has a huge opportunity Mm. to... (laughs) start taking over not just Josie Jewel's spot, but Alexander Johnson's spot. And we've kind of seen that happen. And Vic Fangio has not been afraid to say how big of an opportunity Justin Stranod has to take Mm. over Josie Jewel's spot. But what we've seen on the field is he is taking over Alexander Johnson's spot at times being the only linebacker on the field. I think this is Vic Fangio's ideal defense. These four cornerbacks, the two safeties, Justin Stranad as your only linebacker on the field, then of course Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, and Shelby Harris.
3: Oh, if it was if there was finally a solution, found that linebacker after all these years. And it's been so crazy how Vic has insisted on having two linebackers on the two interior linebackers yeah. on the field at all times his first two years with the Broncos. Yeah. And I think it's that exactly that. He didn't have a guy with Sternod's mobility to trust as the lone man, Manning, you know? So Jewel had to kind of cover the left side so AJ could cover the right side. We couldn't just have one guy who can cover everything sideline to sideline. I really think they're hoping Sternod can be.
2: And uh, I think that what it's going to come down to is can Sternod be good in the run game?
0: I don't think he has to be a monster, but he
2: has to be very good and trustworthy. And then also, how well can Shelby and Draymond hold up in the run game as well? Because if Vic wants to run this a ton, he's not going to be able to run it if he can't run it on second and six. You know, It can't just be a formation that he's putting out there on third and long. He wants to run this all the time. But obviously, if you can't stop the run in this formation, then you're going to have to blow it up, and you're going to have to run nickel, and you're going to have to have Alexander Johnson Mm -hmm. on the field, uh, and maybe even Josie Jewell as well, put Mike Purcell in there. And then you're not just talking about Justin Stranod leaving the field, you're talking about Patrick Sertan maybe (laughs) leaving the field, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, Callahan, and then you're going to have players that are better at their position on the sidelines. Than the ones in the game, just because these guys couldn't hold up in half the the aspect of defense.
3: Right, a less innovative, more vanilla, less yep. talented defense. All yep. the and I mean, it's exactly right, and that's why you know I was always so in awe of the Super Bowl Fifty defense, because they were you know it was always the Dart uh, Bradley Roby was always on the field. It was yep. always you know, a nickel defense, but. Wolf and Malik almost by themselves could man the run and Brandon Marshall who you know was kind of thrown in as a practice squad player and then Trevathan goes down and he's kind of Mm -hmm. what Marshall was able to do as a run defender those three guys were so key to making it not easy to exploit that defense that way and then you were in hell right yeah then you had to work for every inch and I mean best of luck.
2: And Vic, some people may say he's such an old school coach he probably just wants to run base it's not what I've seen. No, he wants no, to do no. this innovative defense. And it's just going to be, can it stop the run? If it can, they're going to be fine. And, Dre, the, how I want to wrap up this live show is talking about one more person. Uh-huh. And it's Natani Muti. Uh-huh. He has so much to gain here. God, he's Very so little to lose outside of an injury. and yeah, wood for yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. And obviously anyone can. But specifically when you talk uh-huh. about Muti, it's hard not to think of injuries. But, again, touch and wood for that. Yeah. Uh, but he has so much to gain. In the scrimmage on Sunday, he was getting reps with the first team. They just took Graham Glasgow out. Their second highest paid offensive lineman. They took him off the field to get Mooty in there. I think he's going to get chances in the joint practices to run with the ones. I think he's going to get chances to run with the ones in preseason as well. If he balls out, I think they really want to find a way to get him on the field. So whether it's just straight up taking Graham Glasgow off the field Cause remember George Payton didn't sign that Graham Glasgow contract or whether it's Cushionberry struggles, they slide Glasgow over to center yeah. putting Atani tiny Muti there. I know there's been conversations in, behind the walls of the Broncos facility about how do we get Mooti on the field? And we're already seeing it happen before any preseason games.
3: Yeah. Top 50 talent for me. If injuries weren't involved, yep. the guy who at Fresno was dominant at left tackle, not just as a guard, mm. um, it's just such an intriguing town, ta- to me. Just on paper, um, the best formation might be Mutia left guard and try Reisner at right tackle.
2: Mm, and you wonder if that's something that they end up doing. Probably not this year. I think we're a little too far in, but maybe next offseason. Surprised they haven't explored it yet, man. I thought the Broncos had a golden opportunity to try Reisner at right tackle. I did, too. And then it just would naturally open up the position. If they didn't do it this offseason, who knows if they'll do it off. I thought they had a perfect—I wanted them to explore that.
3: I know, because then benching Cush or Glasgow seems, gosh,
2: harsh. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And,
3: but I love Mooty. I mean, I, yep. I would give Mooty the edge over both those guys if it comes to that.
2: Exactly. He didn't yeah, give him that big line. money. Bottom line. He didn't give him that big money. Bottom and uh, a day before the Broncos made the decision to uh, pull Rise or pull Mooty or pull Glasgow and put Mooty in, in the scrimmage, Vic Fangio was asked who stu- stood out to you this camp? You know, the guy he pointed to? Muti. Muti. So it's, and they showing it with their actions too. So man, so much to watch for Mace is going to be in Minnesota for us tomorrow. We're going to be doing live pods after these all important joint practices tomorrow and Thursday. Looks like we're going to be going live right around the four o'clock hour, but how you can guarantee to know about it is subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit us with a like Please, it really helps us when you hit us with a like on your way out. And then also turn on those alerts so you'll get Mm -hmm. the most up-to-date information when live practices and joint practices are over tomorrow and thursday but thank you all so much for rolling with us on the live podcast we'd really appreciate a thumbs up and thank you so much to my man Dre for rolling with us today I we're gonna hop into brother. the comment side of things right now and to find that anywhere you find podcasts just search for broncos will be the first one that pops up thank you guys so much for rolling with us Dre. let's jump into the comment section let's do it all right Dre, let's roll into the comment section thank you all so much for rolling with us on the podcast side of things but before we do gotta tell you about our friends over at green mountain dental oh, Dre. Yeah. They are part of our family. Make them part of your family over at Green Mountain Dental where they will treat you like family, and they are not only going to treat you great. They're not only going to talk Colorado sports Mm -hmm. with you because they're diehard fans just like all of us. But, Dre, they'll also give you a gift, just like a good family member. They'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you take care of your teeth. Dre, all of us need to take care of our teeth, so might as well get a free Sonicare toothbrush in the process from great people. All you have to do is sign up for a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you will get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Make sure to check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. There you go. Also, you may need to brush your teeth after getting a Hassle Cattle Company burger. Yeah. And, Drake, go you, to you can get that Hassle Cattle Company burger at the DNVR bar. The best, the best. damn Wagyu beef that any person so can good. afford. Whether you're at the bar, it's extremely affordable. Or, whether you want to order straight from Hassle Cattle Company and grill it up yourself. And they have more than just beef for a burger. They've mm-hmm. got the best stanks, mm-hmm. They've got franks. They've got jerky. I mean, anything that you can consume, they've got top-notch quality at affordable prices too that's why they call themselves the blue collar wagyu Mm -hmm. it's because anyone can afford this delicious meat and you can afford it even more By using the code DNVR10, that'll get you 10% off your order, and any order over $200 gets you free shipping over at Hassle Cattle Company. So check them out on HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. Smash that code DNVR10 to get 10% off your purchase. And Dre, you may be a little bit hungrier for Hassle Cattle Company. If you check out our friends over at Solace Meds before you get the burger. And also, how about this? Stop by Solace, just blocks away from us at DNVR Bar. Come to the DNVR Bar, Mm -hmm. get the burger. And by the way, we are revamping our menu, so be on the lookout for some new items there that we'll be doing with that Wagyu beef. But make sure to stop out, stop over to our friends over at Solace Meds where they have some amazing deals running all month long at their four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from us here on East Colfax where you can get Dixie Elixirs, two for $30 during the month of August. You can get Spectra 20% off. You can get Ripple 25% off, Silver Shelf Flower 15% off, and Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates. 15% 15% off. in Dre, if that wasn't enough, use the code DNVR20 and you'll get 20% off plus those other deals. I mean, talk about stacking deal on deal on deal. And then it's also true. come here it's and true. get the Hassel Cattle Company burger right after. Then go get your teeth cleaned at wow. Green Mountain. After. I mean, you're getting free soundcare care toothbrush. You're getting all of these discounts. And no let's say you just can't go to Solace in person. Well, you can visit their website at solacemeds.com. Mm. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Use the code DNVR20, 20% off your entire purchase. And if you go to Wheat Ridge location You'll get a free Solace Bar or King Cone on top of all of that. So make sure to check them out over at SolaceMeds.com. All right, Dre, let's hop into the comments section. Let's and do it, first Zach. Let's one, do it. Coming in from our friend N-Dak Logan. Hey, guys, still loving the coverage. Hey, you mentioned the gu- battle at guard. Ooh. If Muti were to pull it off and win the competition, would it benefit the Broncos to trade Glasgow at the end of the preseason and possibly get someone who could help contribute and or oh, picks? Yeah. Who might a team be the Broncos will reach out to? My guess would be if the Broncos were to make a trade, they would trade with the Vikings since their line is not insanely great. And Dre, I'm not going to lie. That's the team that popped into my mind, not just because their line isn't the Mm -hmm. best, but also George Payton.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The thing is going to be for starters, how much compensation do you think you're looking at a late day three pick? To take on that contract, and then...
2: Yeah, you're probably not looking at much.
3: Who are the teams that would have the cap available to take that on? I'm wondering, like, the Colts just lost Quentin Nelson. They hoarded cap for a couple years there. Maybe they could be a fit. Maybe the Jaguars to protect... Trevor Lawrence they've been trying to upgrade I don't think the Jets who do have a decent amount of cap I mean back to the Lions I highly doubt that Chargers would they swing a deal with a division rival no so yeah I mean I think you're right on right on with Vikings and then maybe Jags.
2: Yeah. Maybe. And I like where your head's at getting the value. I know Dre's all about value in oh, yeah. life and specifically, <laughs> you know, sports and betting. But yes. I think they would probably hold on to him uh, because it's pretty clear Quinn Minerts is not ready to play this year. And I, they're confident in Lloyd Cushionberry. But I don't think they're sold on him yet. Yeah. And what a great replacement to have. Glasgow, a yep. vet yep. who's done, played the center position, is a good, solid center. You can put him in there. Now, I don't think they would go with that path next year. I think yeah. they'd really want it to be minor. But uh, for this year, I think they'd rather have Glasgow than a seventh round pick or something like that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'd really be more of a move for next year's cap than for anything. That's the only benefit in moving Glasgow for like a seventh rounder.
2: Yeah, exactly. Next one coming in from Mrs. Quill. Hey, gents. By how much would each quarterback have to outperform the other in order to nail down the starting gig? Or do you think there's no scenario where they announce it before the second preseason game? Thanks. I think that window is closing for them to announce it started. But like we talked about in the first segment – I don't think they'll name Drew Locke a starting quarterback next week. They mm-hmm. may name Teddy the starter. I don't really see it. I think they say, oh, we're still in the evaluation process, want to see Teddy get a get a start.
3: So I guess what you'd have to see is, like, Locke barely be able to complete a pass and, like, Teddy have a perfect, like, 12 for 12, 250 yards, four touchdowns. Then it's like, well, I know it was the second unit, but it's, like, Right. These guys didn't even look like they're on the same planet.
2: and as, also, far as competition. Exactly, and also be similar to that stat line this week in the joint practices. <laughs> right, in you the know, joint, Teddy yeah, just yeah. blows it up tomorrow right. and Thursday and Drew just struggles mightily and then a game like that. Yeah.
0: Right.
3: And just to be clear, thus far from all the coverage we've given there has been nowhere close to that kind of separation in this QB company. Exactly. That's why so it's be, probably not be just quite gonna, the shocker yes, to see that. Yes.
2: Dan Burke says, hey guys, okay. So CJ Henderson is potential. CJ Henderson is potentially on the block. Oh, Last wow. year, I wrote him off for the Broncos because of t- tackling concerns and shaky play and off man coverage. But we've seen this year that Vic is willing to add guys who don't always tackle that well if they can cover and or have ball skills. Stearns and Johnson or one that excels in man coverage over off man coverage Sertan. So I'm sure Vic can make Henderson fit into his scheme. Looking back to some articles from last year, Mike Kliss seemed to imply the Broncos were interested in Henderson in the first round, so that might still be the case. The Broncos have an impending need at corner, and getting Henderson is in this year, and in the cornerback rehab, while he doesn't have to be a starter, could work out well for him. His contract is very team-friendly because the Jags have paid most of it. That The acquiring team would take on a three-year, 7.43 fully guaranteed deal. So do you all think the Broncos should be interested, and what would you all offer? Um. On the surface, Dre, it's like, no, another cornerback, absolutely not. But Dan lays out a pretty good argument as to, you know, football rehab for a year. No. You're only taking on three years, $7 million.
3: Yeah, you'd be buying at a lower price. Um,
2: Thirds, probably as high as I'd go. I And I think that— And I wasn't
3: very high. I, I didn't grade him out as a first-round talent coming out of college and so I should mention
2: that. yeah and, and I think that's fair that's kind of where I was I was not as high on yeah. him as certainly the Jags were but a lot of people as well well
3: um, him going ninth overall or wherever 11th yeah, whatever that yeah. was was a shock
2: yeah it yeah. really was and I think you'd have to get great value in order to make this deal happen just because the need is so much not there now there could be need for cornerbacks for the Broncos next year but I don't see them Man, I don't even know if they do a third. And then I think they're going to get it from someone
0: else. Right, right.
3: Yeah, and I mean, why are the Jaguars, like, low-balling a guy coming into a second year who you just spent a top-ten pick on? None of it makes that much sense. I
2: I agree, and I don't think they're going to be desperate to get rid of him. Next one from Miller for life. I love RK's take about the level of intensity of practice. And I think it's good for the fan base because it's a good wake up call that we are one of, we're on the cusp of irrelevance and if they don't have the right attitude, it doesn't matter. Now onto my selfish question. I cannot find an Albert Okuebunam Jersey. I checked NFL shop, but no luck. And they say his name is too long for a custom Jersey. What? Help, that is insane. Oh man. He says Drew Locke is going to win this competition in the end and stay safe out there. Wow, that's brutal to Alberto.
3: Jeez, man, (laughs) Alberto, he's just got he's just got a little further to go to get that respect he deserves, you know. Drake, the true receiving threat that he is.
2: I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. Spell Okuwebunam. Okay. Oh, you're close. Uh, Those are the first two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
3: Okay. You. Yeah.
2: No. Nope. No. No? No. No. O-K-E? No. 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 Dang. Oh, boy. I mean, you sound like me spelling. This is how I am, Dre. Uh,
3: O-K-O? <laughs> no. <laughs> what the hell? What's the next
2: letter, Zach? W. Oh, uh, yeah.
3: O-ku- yeah. O-K-U-E-B-U-N-A. Yep, yep. That's, yeah.
2: Okay, that so I gave sense. you the dub okay w <laughs> o no <laughs> <laughs> i give up i can't it is I, I literally have to look it up every single time okay W, U, E, and here's where it gets me g b u n a m ok
3: that is a. that's a handful
2: it it is that should that's that should be in the spelling
3: bee when i covered the rapids there's this Albanian player, Shelzing Gashi. I had to write his full name for all the the Rapids grades I did after every had to look that up every single
2: time. Yes, I that is tough. Yeah. That is yeah, very tough. Next one coming in from Melbourne Bronco. Hi guys. What are the chances the new DNVR shirts will come in bigger <laughs> sizes? And why are replica helmets so expensive? I'd like to get one. I'd love to get one, but I'm balking at the prices. Cheers. Um, Jay you're kind of our yeah, insider yeah, here
3: Okay. so Melville uh, Melbourne Morocco no I don't think we're going to be uh, making them so they come up to like triple XL so that we will continue to do but if like you're feeling like our medium is more like a small um, <laughs> I would just say go to a large that is what I do um, and as far as replica helmets that I
2: couldn't say I, I, I got to think that they're, like, many hundreds of dollars.
3: The little replica helmets? Oh, the li-
2: yeah. I don't know.
3: Right. But, see, maybe that shows my ignorance because I've always been around little replica helmets uh, like the one we have on the show. Yep. Yep. Maybe the yeah. Bronco Broncos trying to ball out with, like, a game-worn Carl Mecklenburg
2: or something. Maybe that's – maybe you just gave him fantastic advice. Instead of getting a big one, why does not you just get a small one? Bro, small Save some one? coin. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There, and I bet they're cheaper.
3: Might have one hanging around the house. I might not mind getting rid of it. All the <laughs> there we, we can make a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, do like DMs, playing, uh,
2: you do like playing. You uh, do like playing. The deal show. What is that? What I do.
0: I deal or no deal. Deal or no Absolutely. deal. Yes. <laughs> I love Deal or no deal. My Maybe we'll favorite.
2: do a live deal or no deal to get rid of this helmet. All for it. <laughs> All for it. Miss <laughs> Quill chiming in again says, Sorry to double comment, but I was catching up on Friday's pot and just wanted to say, I truly love the honesty from RK and Zach about the uninspiring practice. As a fan, it's sad but refreshing to hear the truth about the lack of energy, creativity, and coaching. I get tired of the irrationality, optimistic BS you hear from most folks covering the team that I feel to earn the that back from us i also legitimately wonder if brett rippon has any shot at a future here that would be worst case for us obviously but i loved his lone start last season and i'm intrigued wow kind of a roller coaster there
3: real roller coaster um
2: brett rippon does he have a future here
3: i think you and i are some of the biggest brett rippon guys you can find <laughs> in the metro area uh as a long-term backup yeah potentially yeah potentially as a future
2: yeah to get that though, the Broncos need a, a solid starter. Yeah. Because if they keep doing this, where they're not sure about their starter, yep. then they're going to bring in a second exactly. guy, and it's exactly. not going to be Brett.
3: Honestly, Brett's Brett's only path to staying with the Broncos long term is probably Drew becoming the guy, yep. and then Brett becoming like the Gary Kubiak to his John Elway exactly. and it's like, well, these guys came in at the same <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. They know each other. Well, Brett yeah. actually really helps Drew stay level yep. or whatever, yep. you know? And
2: yeah, yeah, you're right. But
3: yeah. like, if like Teddy wins the comp, you're right. That just opens up the door yep. to figuring out this QB situation again next year and sooner or later Brett just won't have a roster spot anymore.
2: And if the Broncos bring in a rookie next year, they're going to want a veteran uh, which isn't Brett to be here, so Brett's going to be gone then. If they bring Aaron Rodgers in, they may just say, "Yeah, sure, Brett, you can you can sit behind him." Fine. Right. Next one from Pig Tosser 66 What up, fellas? Haven't commented in a bit, but for sure listening every day. Thank Attaboy. you for continuing to raise the bar in everything you guys do at DNVR. Constantly evolving and looking for ways to improve what you are, what successful companies strive for, and that is what DNVR is all about. Oh, wow. And thank you for always keeping it real, giving us both reasons for optimism and things that aren't looking quite right from what you are seeing. I can't stand full on ha- I can't stand full-on happy Bronco Land coverage from the team or the sky is falling coverage from a certain radio station that rhymes with the man. I don't know about Teddy and Drew, but you guys are crushing camp. Oh, man, just making my day, Pig Tosser. That's Thank great. you so much.
3: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, one can only uh, just gives it, give their observations, you know?
2: Yeah. Yep, yeah, we're, we're trying our best to. You got
3: to put your opinions to the side and just try to observe what's right.
2: going on. Exactly. And I'm so glad that you guys appreciate that. Thank yeah, you, Pink really awesome for rolling to with us yeah. and for the awesome comment. Next one from The Count. He says, can a sack dance of Kirk cousins, please involve four defensive linemen mixing a plexiglass wall around the pocket. Is that too much to ask? Love the count. <laughs> oh man. Just, just putting Kirk in okay. his place. <laughs>
3: okay, Kirk, you got it. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah. Um, uh, Broncos land in Minnesota today Two joint practices And today, Vic really stressed the importance of not getting in a fight with them. He said, we're all all on the same team these next two days.
3: Yeah, that's not happening. Um, (laughs) Makes me think of uh, the great Purple People Eater nickname, Mm, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So pumped for joint practices and pumped that all of you are rolling with us. And next one coming in from Threat Level Midnight. Football is back. I'm again hammering the table for a lock for one reason touchdowns to interceptions. From what I've heard and read, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew is 14-5 and while Teddy is 8-5. and Teddy's been heralded as safe, but according to what's happened in training camp, Drew has been more safe and more efficient, regardless of completion percentage. This team has been terrible in scoring, and it looks like it'd be a similar situation with Teddy. Thoughts? One thing that I'll say about the touchdown-to-interception ratio in camp is... It's not really fair to do with 7 on 7 so you gotta just look at team and then also the way the Broncos not just the Broncos, the way teams do training camp sometimes, doesn't make a lot of sense, like for instance during the scrimmage, Drew Locke threw a 73 yard touchdown pass yeah. that was a bomb it would have been a touchdown I tweeted it as a touchdown and then the coaches said, well let's give the benefit of the doubt to the defense let's say right where he caught it is where he's down so mm. then they put the ball at the 10 and then Drew has two more plays, and then he's in the end zone again. Right. Well, do you score that as two touchdowns? Yeah. Do you score it right. as one touchdown? Right. In my head, uh, to be fair, whether it was Teddy or Drew, I would have given one touchdown. Yeah. But you see the two touchdowns. And so then then Teddy later has a touchdown where they're starting from the four-yard line. Uh-huh. The, right. four, the, the Literally four yards away from the end yeah. zone. Is that counted as much as a Drew Locke 73-yard touchdown mm-hmm. drive? In my opinion – not really, right? But and stats—they both are, you know, one touchdown. So it's not really. And then also, you could say, okay, well, take take their worst ways, worst days away. Well, then Teddy only has two picks throughout uh-huh, camp. If you right. take his one day where he had three picks, so it's it's really tough to look at stats like that.
3: Well, and it's like who's, you know, it's not totally live. So who's holding on to the ball longer? That might have been a sack and right. How are those plays impacting these stats? Also, guys, I mean, we have over 15 starts in the NFL from both these guys. Um, Trying to narrow down this entire QB competition to just like training cam, touchdown to interception ratio seems uh, very reductive, right?
2: Well, and that's why I like our quarterback scoreboard so much is because we're not just looking at the basic stats. And we're not also just looking at... Look, Teddy won five straight practices. I didn't want to make a big deal of that last week because they were small wins for the most part. Mm-hmm. And our quarterback scoreboard reflected that. Yeah. It didn't it didn't represent Teddy what running away with exactly. this job like right. five straight wins does. Right. It gets into that and then we break it down with the score. And so that's that's what I think is the most important is, honestly, the quarterback score. But now maybe it's because I've written the last, like, five of them, so I'm tooting right. my own horn. Right. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think that's where the nuances are, is not in the touchdowns, not in who's mm-hmm. winning days uh, in mm-hmm. a row, but where it, it all lies in the big picture.
3: And I've done that before at Senior Bowls. I know how hard of a job that is, and you're right. You need to consider a million different factors. It's not some just isolated to down to one factor right there.
2: Right, right. Exactly. All right. Next one coming in from our friend Onion Booty Bronco. He says, Hey fellas, after Drew's strong performance during the scrimmage, I was surprised to see that he's still five points behind Teddy Bridgewater on the QB scoreboard. Shouldn't the scrimmage be weighted more heavily than practice? And Onion Booty would like to think so. Maybe Zach is just trying to win a pizza bet and tipping the scale in his favor. Remember our pizza bet, Zach? I actually haven't been thinking about that during this score, but I promise you that, Onion Booty. He says, <laughs> I don't think you've been on the pod for the last two times I brought it up. I just want to jog your memory and learn what pizza pie you'll buy me with Booty Bucks if you win. Love Onion Booty bronk. Well, there's certainly going to be some onions on the pizza. I love me some onions so. yeah. on yeah. the pizza. Um, but... Vic was asked about how much the scrimmage, how much more important the scrimmage was, and and he really downplayed it. So Uh, that's why we didn't make it worth more. The preseason games will be worth more points, I can guarantee you that, because in Vic's eyes, they're going to be worth more. So that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to do who we think should win, who you know we want to win. We're doing how we think the coaches are viewing this, right?
3: Right, which is really what's most important. Did you see the Pismo Beach Broncos 07 comment?
2: Oh, I did not. Can you hit that for he us? He says,
3: based on what you've witnessed so far in camp, where does this quarterback room rank, 1 through 32, compared to the rest of the league? Also, where do you think each quarterback would rank individually as a starter compared to the rest of the league? Um,
2: you got a couple hours on your on your hands, Dre? Yeah, because...
3: Texans Colts with how they presently stand. Right. Um, I've always compared Zach Wilson a decent amount to Drew Locke, so that Jets is probably comparable ish. Yeah. Um I personally would like their quarterback room more than the Giants. That's the one for sure for me. Okay. Um Eagles I think would be a toss up. I definitely oh, it's like tough
2: if it's a toss up. It's tough. Uh, that's just bad for the Broncos if that's a toss-up. But I'm not saying you're wrong.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just believe in Hurts. Um, that's fair. And they're both like the peak of your QB room as like two second rounders with upside. Yeah. So like to me there, I do like the the Broncos QB room more than the Bears.
2: Okay. Interesting. Um, more than Justin Fields.
3: Oh, sorry. I forgot about Justin Fields. Yeah, never mind. I re- retract that comment immediately. Um, that's it.
2: Yeah, that's it. And I think that's fair, Dre. Um, you know, the Broncos, w- whoever they go with, aren't going to get much love nationally, as yeah. they probably should. I mean, Drew threw the most interceptions in the NFL last year. He has to prove that he's gotten a lot better. Uh, Teddy is bouncing around teams left and right. He needs to prove that he should be someone's franchise yeah. quarterback. So, yeah, you're looking at a bottom 10 quarterback room. Mm. Uh, I know some national outlets will put them even worse than that. You know, bottom yeah, five. Yeah, bottom three put
3: them is kind of what we came up with yeah, here. Yeah.
2: exactly. And that's kind of how I think that they would view it as well. Um, the upside uh, can put them a little higher, but it has to be proven.
3: Yeah, then you start to talk about them with the Miamis of the world, maybe even right. New England. Right,
2: and- right, right. That's that next tier.
3: But you've, yeah, you've got a ways to go before you can start having those conversations. Yep.
2: yep. And last one coming in from pastor Reddy says two questions. One Drake. He knows, he knows you're on very impressive. It, how good does it feel to see inter Milan forced to disable their squad or disassemble their squad?
3: It's amazing. Pastor. Red. <laughs> it is. It brings <laughs> me so much joy. I can't even tell
2: you. So d- can, can you tell us? Yeah. So means? that's
3: our crosstown rival. Okay. Um, you know we're like alabama and auburn um thank you for breaking it down my father's an inter fan i'm an ac milan fan they just won the league for the first time in 10 years but they've since like they've hit some economic troubles their ownership so they've now sold off their two best players and are just you know going downhill in a hurry and yeah i love it because i'm a that's that one rivalry I truly feel down to my bones. Oh, you know? man. yeah. So I feels yeah, it feels great. It feels amazing.
2: He says, two, what have we seen of Bradley Chubb, and what's the depth behind him look like? I know he's returning from injury, but I feel like he's going to be crucial to this defense, yeah. and I don't think Reed has a body type to straight-up replace what he does Thanks. You're right. An undrafted guy doesn't have the body type of a of a top five pick. He yeah, he, he just enough. doesn't. One yeah. thing that I have seen from Malik so far, and it's honestly tough to truly evaluate uh, in training camp so far. But I've been impressed with Malik in the run game. Yeah, because that's great. I that's huge for him. he's a good pass rusher, right? A really good pass rusher. We oh, saw yeah. it last year. But he's an undersized guy. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be dominant in the run game. Right. But I think I, I don't think you're going to be nervous about having him on the field that's in, huge which w- which is huge but that's one thing that he's not going to be able to place. Bradley Chubb should be absolutely dominant in the run defense. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 100. I mean, that's what makes Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb and I mean, shoot, you could even make an argument that Ben quick quickness right off the snap um that reads even a superior prospect in that area. Right. All other areas though, Bradley Chubb just checks off so much bo- so many boxes, you yep. know. It's really like a f- perfect football player on paper, yeah. Um, because he just he, he brings so many qualities to the football field.
2: And George Payton has been not shy at all about saying how he wants Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton locked up long term soon, maybe oh. even right after training camp. But Dre, those guys are going to want huge money, as, yeah. as uh, understandably so. Bradley Chubb, to me. I need to see a little bit more uh, you before know I'm it. giving him you huge money. Yeah. And I think the money Cortland Sutton's going to want, I need to see just that he can come back from injury and still be dominant. But from Bradley Chubb, I'm not just saying one Pro Bowl from each of these guys mm-hmm. pay him $20 million. Yeah. I need to see a little more. So if I'm George, I'm waiting a little bit.
3: Absolutely. You want a little more oomph from uh, Chubb in the pass rush, you know, especially that first step. And Sutton... I mean, for one, the injury. Two, though, we have added so many talented wide receivers from the college ranks over the last five years. I wonder if wide receivers just aren't going to be as valuable because they're they've, they're becoming easier to replace by the day. Yep. That's another factor I would strongly consider in this whole Sutton contract as well.
2: Yeah, it's a great point and a conversation that we need to have soon and we're going to have. But Dre, thank you so much for rolling with me today. I really enjoyed it. And before we're out of here, got to tell you about that great deal that our friends over at Green Mountain Dental are offering. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and and You'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're only 15 minute drive from downtown Denver. They're close to the bar. They are a longtime partner of DNVR. So when you show them love, you're showing us love as well because supporting partners is supporting us and you're going to get your teeth cleaned anyways. Might as well go to a place that is part of our family. Extreme Colorado sports fans and you get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental. That'll do it for us today. Andre, thank you so much for rolling with me today. Thank you all so much for rolling with us and we'll be back tomorrow with breaking down the coverage of everything that happened with joint practices thank you all so much for rolling with us we'll talk to you tomorrow
0: how long's it been since you night roll out the truck and took a country drive